Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's group call for Tactical Sovereignty. This is the Matrixic Discussion Group on this beautiful Sunday, the first day of the week, not the seventh, not the Sabbath. And um, we're just having a little chit-chat prior to the call here about the different things different people have done, things that are working, things that aren't, uh, things that have actually just been set up to keep everybody chasing their tail. and things like that, you know, discussing Gene Keating, uh, Anna Von Reedscraft, stuff like that. So anyway, I guess uh, we could probably just go ahead and continue talking about this because uh, some of these topics are things that would probably be interesting to most people. So if you guys wanted to continue on that course of discussion. Okay, well, the way I understand it is in none of that UCC stuff works at all. You don't have the status or standing to be messing with that stuff until after you moved over to the private. And the only way that you can move over to the private in their system is to get the name change. So, well, but here, here's, I, I mean, here's there, I, I I still wouldn't mess with the UCC after I get the name change, but that's just me. So, but and that's as far as I know it. I can't say for a fact. I'm not um, trying to. Uh, say that I know that for a fact because I don't. That's just what I hear. Well, the, yeah, the, the, the UCC is just their private rules for how they are operating in commerce and how other countries or people that contract with them are going to be operating in commerce. Well, and, uh, that's that's your best example of why court is nothing but a bank and nothing but commerce because a lot of the stuff that they're abiding by in there is um, listed under the Uniform Commercial Code as well. I'm about so, to say that in the main thing that you get, that you got to remember, like the UCC is the law of the United Nations, and it's it's the law that the United States is able to base its laws off of. It's the, it's the main thing. So even though people don't dive into it or understand it, so if you, if you look into Chapter 9, it talks about secure transactions. And secure that's, the main, trans- that's the main thing on the public side, but that's not the main thing. That's not where all the, the statutes and, and whatnot are derived from. It's all derived from trust law. It is it is derived from trust law, yes. But you understand that UCC is is breaking down trust law. It's a secure transaction. It's you extending your signature or your credit into the public. It's you putting out your faith in, in onto a, a sheet of paper that could actually be turned into a depository, a, a, a deposit note, which is a secured instrument. That's that's when you go to the bank and you say, I'd like this car for, for $10,000. You sign for $10,000. It's a sheet of paper that gets flipped over. It gets a banker's acceptance. It gets dropped into the commercial entity or into, entered into a, like into a digital world, basically. But then you, well, you get you know the kind of... I was going to say, that, look, at it, look at it this way, okay? Yeah, you got to look at it like this. 
uh, look at it as if, uh, say, for instance, you're the farmer's cow, okay? You are the farmer's cow. And the UCC is the directions that the farmer has on how to milk a cow and how to utilize that milk from the cow. And I get you with the status correction. The, the status correction is saying I'm ready. I'm ready to do my own milking. I know I'm no longer. I'm no longer, uh, you know, dead. I'm, I'm I'm awoke if you want if you want to say. And I'm ready well, to fiduciary obligations yeah, for this vessel in commerce. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking. You're stepping up. You're going up and on the big boy pants, and you can take care of yourself now. Uh, right. At the same time, and that there's no more applying for unemployment or any of that kind of stuff because you've agreed to take care of yourself. And that's why I, I really call it more of like affecting the presumption rather than status correction, because everybody's born with the correct status. Uh, unfortunately, everybody gets tricked into putting on the hat of the corporate slave. You know what I mean? Of the citizen. Exactly. Uh, instead of just being the instead of just being the American that they are. Well, it's yeah. the whole system the public side. The whole system is there for them through the UCC. That's why even when you go to to hitting on unemployment, like the person that draws for unemployment literally does the same thing. He puts in a claim, and they use his permission, his claim, and draw from his you know the back his Federal Reserve account, and it's all an accounting. It's all accounting after that. Whether you choose to believe in you know, labor for dollars or whether you choose to, to extend credit and then bring the dollars back. However you choose to look at it, it's a perspective shift from there, and you'll see people exchange their life or not on the other side of that, you know, because people are seeing success without exchanging any labor. I mean, more, more people seeing success than I have, but you can actually take care of some debts by just putting out your will as the executor over the accounts. And you're, if you if you look better in the system through the UCC and with your state filing, I believe that it it should be smoother. But have I had that great success? No, I haven't. But I know other people have, and I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how I should maneuver do you, in between. Do you know those people personally, or are those people that that you know over the internet? This is internet. This is this. Uh, no, I don't know any 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 personal any people personally. I've been in court, um, and used some UCC filings, and the best I've had in court was like six months before they before they issued warrants, which I'm thinking is because I didn't use the notary process and and pursue that that avenue, but I can't really go back and ask them what I did wrong. You know, it's it's the all that UC stuff see stuff that commerce is it, it's called commercial intercourse for a reason. And that's the legal definition for it. There's a book called Commercial Inter- Intercourse. I forget who wrote it. If I mean, if you're really interested in this stuff, you should probably go read that book. Okay. It, yeah, it, myself, I'm not too interested in having intercourse with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, I mean, they literally call it commercial intercourse for a good reason. You're getting into bed with them. It's it's their system set up for them, and you know it's it's just like uh, paying taxes. That's the wages of sin, and it's okay. commercial intercourse stuff. Is they're they're dragging you, they're dra- they're 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 confusing people and dragging them in further into their system. You know, where they have all the control and whatnot, and 
it's just like you were talking about the, you know, executor, this and that with the UCC. I don't really know about this stuff. This is what I do know. I do know that you don't have control of that name. You don't have the status or standing to be filing these UCC stuff without claiming that name. And you claim that name in their system with the name change. And that moves you over in the private. Now you have the status and standing to be screwing around with that junk. Oh, the name change. Yeah, the name change. You get your authentications, you get your birth certificate or certificate of live birth authenticated first with the Secretary of State of your birth state. And then once you get those back, then you send it off to the Secretary of State of the United States, get that authenticated. And then you go... Um, some people say that you can get it in any county that you're living in. I don't know about that. I, I do know that That's the best place to do it is your birth county to petition for the name change to do it correctly. Um, I'm getting ready. I moved. I was living in Oregon. I moved back to Washington and back to the birth county just just for the purpose of doing that, just okay. because it's the only surefire way that I know of. And when there was a Jubilee going on, you could get it done in any any state, in any county, but the Jubilee's over and I don't know. If, I mean, I heard people argue that that point that, you know, you can get it done in any any county that you live, but I don't think it's the right one if you just do it in any county. But that's just me. I can't say that for a fact. Uh, it just for me, for me, it's it's better safe than sorry. I know that it works in the birth county. I, I, I'm not sure about anywhere else. It's not Jubilee anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, then that name change is, is there's a lot more to it than, than what you think. You're, I mean, you change it from all capitals so it's proper upper and lower case, but you're also correcting the record and, and changing your status and, and all of that you is know, they gotta, they, they got to have trick questions that they're going to throw at you when you go in and get that name changed. If you don't know the ins and outs of what you're doing, they're not going to give it to you. Okay. Well, I, when you say go into court, you had to go into court to do your name change? I haven't done it yet. I'm, I'm just – I'm sending off for my second authentication here this coming payday. Uh, I've known, I know a couple people that, that have done this, though, so – and uh, I mean, the guy that really pointed me in the right direction that that uh, set me down this name change path. I mean, I learned about this guy back in like 2014, and everything that I learned from him worked. It was right on the money, and um, I wound up getting a hold of him and talking to him on the phone, um, beginning of last year, and and then and. Uh, he told me to go get this name change done, and so what, he, and this this guy he doesn't tell you what how to do stuff. He just tells you what to do and expects you to figure it out. So, <laughs> but you know yeah. all the stuff that I learned from this guy. I mean, it was the first guy that I ever found on the internet that was real. You know, versus most of the people that that are advocates of. Um, uh, the third-party creditors and the UCC stuff. Most of those are CIA disinformation agents, well, they, they, or, or, they, or scammers. 
you know. Do, do you, they, they charge you money, money for these classes and stuff and to for whatever, whatever it is that you might be trying to do. And I've heard all kinds of horror stories about people paying, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 for these classes to get this or that done. And they go through the classes and do everything that they're told in the class and nothing works. So I, I just... What's that? Oh, who, who who is the guy that you like? Um. Well, I you know I used to post about him and talk about him all the time, but he doesn't really like his name being put out there too much. So that's fine. That's fine. So there's there's a company that I actually use. It's called like MakeFreedom.com. And his other one's called like well, it was also running under the name of Solving Fighting Solutions. But the, what you call the, the change the name process, they actually do the same thing. They take the birth certificate. Uh, I'm not sure, okay, that I have to call them, but I believe it's an authentic um, birth certificate that that I um, presented it to them because I had to order it from California and give it to them. But they they send it through that. You, you don't you don't order you don't order authenticated birth certificate. You get your birth certificate. You send it into the Secretary of State of your birth state to get authenticated, and then when you get it back, you send it to the you United States Secretary of State for the second authentication. What do they give you back? What's that? Don't they give you back the little the like a copy with the certificate behind it? Like, well, when I, you get when you get authenticated, they're gonna. At the state level, they're gonna put a, a page on it that's got a seal and stuff like that, and it's it's uh, attached to it. Like mine, mine stapled with this nice little corner thing, and then um, <clears throat> then once you get that, that's you know one authentication, one seal from one uh, uh, entity, and then you send it over to the United States Secretary of State. Because you have you have to get the authentication at the state level first. If you go to just send it off to the United States Secretary of State, they're not going to authenticate it. You got to get authenticated at the state level first. You actually go to their website and, and read the requirements for the U.S. United States Secretary of State authentication. They'll tell you that. It says it right on their web page. And then if you get the second authentication, you have now what's called a counter deed. It's the it's better than the original. Like when you're when they did the original birth certificate, you know nobody has those originals. You know there's few people out there that have their original birth certificate, but not too many. And if you don't have the original, it's, you have it, uh, a certified copy. It's it's kind of like when you uh, when you get the title to a, a vehicle, you don't have the title, you have a certificate of title. They're, they're holding all... the states. The states holding the equitable title and giving you the legal title and creating a trust relationship and making your vehicle a, a securitized state asset, and they own it. That's why you get state plates, and they can pull you over and um, you know confiscate your car for whatever reason. You know, as long as you follow their rules and regulations and are a good trustee, then you can use the vehicle. But, you know, you get out of hand, whatever, they can tow it, they can comp- they can impound it, they can, you know, that confiscate it for whatever because it's theirs. Title to you when you gave the title, though. Like, you relinquish your title. You you get the title from the dealership and then take it and give it to the state. So well, that's you how that... 
Yeah, but it's still a certificate of title that you're getting from a dealership. But imagine the, that the, the, the original the originals get sent sent off to the uh, the whatever state they're going to be sold in by the manufacturer. The the MCO MCU that's that's the that's like if you get that, that's the manufacturer's certified original and the manufacturer's uh, I forget what the other one's called but it's just like you know the different lingos they have for the different states, but basically it's the original. The state gets it. And so when you go yeah. to put it in it's your name, kind of you're not get, yeah, you're not getting the original back. You're getting a, uh, a certificate of title and legal ownership. So they're making you a trustee to your vehicle, and people don't even know it. Same thing goes with the birth certificate. They have the original. They're the equitable title holder, holders to that um, all caps name, estate, and and, uh, and trust. And they're what making you, you a trustee. What are so you doing? What the way you doing? to get around that is you get those authentications. Same, you do the same thing if you want to get private plates. You have to get a um, um, vehicle history um, request, and you put on the bottom of the request you want the MCO, MCU, They'll send the state will send you back a letter saying that they don't have it or it's destroyed or whatever. You take that letter that they send back to you, and then you request a replacement MCO MCU from the manufacturer. And then when you get the replacement MCO MCU from the manufacturer, because you get that letter saying that it's lost or destroyed or whatever, it's you know they don't have it. You get that replacement, then you go get it authenticated. And um, I'm not sure if you have to get it authenticated twice or not. I had, I'm not sure on that one. I just it's what I use for uh, an analogy for this name change stuff. And then you can go once you get authenticated. Now you can go take that authenticated, you know, replacement MCO MCU your counter deed, which is better than the original. And you can go into the DMV and you'll get private plates. Now you own it. You're the equitable owner. Now. The state doesn't have any jurisdiction over the vehicle. They can't just pull you over and ticket you. You don't have to have a license to be driving it. It's it's private. So the same thing goes with your birth certificate. They're the equitable owners to you <laughs> or to the state, really. It's not really you, but, I mean, everybody uses that name like it's like it's theirs, so. Wait, so I, I, in a fictitious way, it is in a fictitious way it is the title to you, but not really. But then you go and get those authenticated once at the first state, and then once with the U.S. Secretary of State. Now you have a counter deed. Now you own for the name change. Uh, you're claiming the name and claiming the estate. It's a name change is also a change of assignment. Right. There, there. So then you become the equitable. Title holder. Hold. After you get the, you get, they give you the decree. You see, and then that moves you over in the private. And now, police officers aren't police officers anymore; they're peace officers. You know, you have all your rights and in, in amenities, and you're in you're in the system. It it corrects your status and standing in the system. So it needs to be in the state that, that you're. At. It needs to be public. This information needs to be published in the state that you're at. It's not not published. Uh, 
the name change is it moves over to private. You don't you're not publishing anything. The only thing you'll be publishing is when you go and you can do the name change petition, you have to put into uh the local newspaper that you're changing your name and you don't make your own um and it has to be uh you know, that that has to be run for three days. You don't make your own ad, you just tell the local newspaper that you're getting a name change and change your name from all capitals with proper upper lower case and they'll know what to do. They'll make the ad for you. That's that's part of the deal with getting the name change as part of the requirement. That's um that's pretty much universal for all the counties everywhere. That okay. part of it is. Each county has its own requirements, but they're they're pretty most of them are pretty close to being you know pretty close to each other, but that's one that they'll all have. I got a question for you. Uh, I've had uh, Trial's been on our call a couple times, and she's talked about the name change and things like that as well. But <clears throat> I really personally don't know anybody that's done it. Um, I can see some possible advantages to it. But what did this guy that you were talking to, uh, what kind of things did he say were a, a result of getting that name change done, that, that change of um <laughs> Uh, you know what? He, he he didn't. I didn't know anything about it when he told me that. And like I said, it just I trust the guy, uh, and everything that I've learned and from him has has worked and been 100% correct. And when he told me to do, he's the one who told me about um, she wolf and and legal deception, and he he said go. To go learn the material, go get the name change, um, and then go get the American National Passport. And then when you get those two things done, get a hold of me again. So he didn't. He he he's a. I'll give. I'll put. I, I can. I probably put this out without you know crossing any, any line. He he was a former um, Freemason who walked away from the Freemasons and. He got in all kinds of got all kinds of screwed up because of that. You know, then Freemasons don't like that. So he still kind of operates like them in that. You know, he wants he doesn't want to hold anybody's hand. He wants you to figure this stuff out for yourself. So you know, he'll point you in the right direction and expects you to figure it out. And so he didn't tell me anything about what it was going to do or not do or. What were the benefits? I just had to figure it out. Not have been doing that religiously since he told me to do it. <laughs> that that uh, that mailing location that remember that post that I had I showed you that uh, uh, certified mail on on tactical sovereignty, Brian. Yeah. Okay, that, yeah, that mailing location, I learned that from him. I learned how to get that. Well, I mean, I learned about it, and uh, the information that he had out there on the Internet about getting it was outdated, so I kind of had to um, uh, forge my own path to get to get that. But, um, yeah, I learned that from him. I learned a lot of things from the guy. He's, he really knows what's what's going on. 
Oh, but uh, most of his information is like uh, no longer available on the internet. All his websites and Google groups and everything are all gone. You know, and he's not. He's not. Um, it's funny how he says it. I didn't get it for the longest time. I was like, "What the hell does he mean by that?" He he says, "You know, we move. I we moved over the private and no longer interact with the dead." Because so, until you get that name change, you're the dead. You're you're all conducting yourselves as as dead. Everybody's using that all caps name, and it's 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 dead. It's a dead thing, and we're all using it and acting as dead fuckers. Excuse my French. Uh, I think I think something that's kind of interesting was that um, after I went into that section under the uh, Secretary of State that only does the registrations of the commission's names, and these aren't corporate names or anything like this because it's it's totally unincorporated. All right, it's not a corporation name or anything. Um, after I'd done that, um, I went and sent in for a certified. So then, how was your DBA or uh, how was your DBA or or uh, assumed name certificate? Right. right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I sent for that certificate from them, and when they sent that certificate back to me, listing me as uh, owner of that name, they actually went and they hyphenated my uh, first and middle name. I thought that was pretty curious that they had done that. Well, yeah, because, you know, and I was because, actually thinking about getting that unincorporated uh, um, private DBA sue name certificate. It, it all depends on what what the legalese is in the state. You know, same thing, DBA sue name certificate, because that, well, that gives you think, stand, that gives you standing in court. You know. Right. Exactly. And, uh, I, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was Washington or Oregon that I pulled it up on, but it was one of those two states. In the, and in the Secretary of State online, it said that anyone doing business in court, which we all know that court is nothing but business, it said anybody doing business in court um, um, under an assumed name that does not have ownership of that name may not have standing in court. Yeah, may nothing do not. They do not have standing in court. Right, exactly, and uh, that came right off the Secretary of State's website. Yeah, and, and you know, so I, I always, I'm thinking I'm gonna do that before I go in for the name change, just so that, you know, I have standing when I go in there for the name change, so it's not so easily yeah. pushed around, you know. Well, and the thing is, too, that when you go and do that and, and people uh, just keep hearing this blanket word court going around, it's actually done through probate, and you file it through yes, probate. It's, it's, but it's probate. when you do this as well, you also have to stipulate in there that um, what you're seeking um, with this change of name is a <clears throat> it isn't just... A, a standard yeah, old name change. It's a it's a change yeah, of assignment. Is what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, but you you, you, have you do it by telling them that you're you're there to correct the, your status and and or ch- change your status and correct the record. 
You right. Know? And but I mean, you, you're not vo- you're not vocalizing that to them. That, that that's in your paperwork, and you let them know right. that it's actually a change of assignment that you're looking for, an assignment correction that you're looking for. Right. Uh, because yeah. Because if they don't, if they don't see that. If, Change of assignment is the, cor- the correction of the record and and uh, changing of your status. All all in one. Well, it's it's not the changing of your status; it's changing the status of the name. It, they want you to use that name, so you know it. It's changing the status that of the name that you're using. Right, it's changing the status of the name you're using. It's changing um, the the assignment of it. Okay, but when yeah. it comes to when it comes to changing the status of the body, that's a little bit of a different issue there as well. You know, because what they're looking at is that name previously has been property of theirs, and all funds, taxes, etc., that are derived from that name, which is actually an organization or agency, uh, those are all things that are going to help fund the national debt. And as that name, having been surety for the national debt, then this is where everything changes up on them and why they don't like doing this. You've got to be very particular on how it's taken care of. Yes. And they'll have a lot of true questions too when you go in for the name change and if you know you you're not sure of yourself or you know they'll they're going to know and they're going to give it to you i mean it's a the that whole name change thing is it's a rabbit hole in itself i mean the stuff that that I've learned that goes with that it just blows your mind I mean, I, I'm not going to bring that up on this show because it really it kind of scares a lot of people away from it. Like, yeah, right, that sounds like horse shit, you know. I mean, that's what I thought when I learned about a lot of this stuff. It, it takes a long time just to wrap your mind around the scope of it. There's there's a lot well, one going of the on little, there. One of the little trick things that will be asked of people is, are you doing this to escape a debt? And the answer is yes. And the answer is yes. Okay. And people think, oh, wait a minute. No, I'm not trying to get off from underneath my MasterCard account or, you know, my utility bills that I passed due. I'm not trying to get away from that. No, that's not what it's about. They're talking about the national debt, your position yep. of surety. But it also does erase all – it whitewashes your past, both financially and you know your your public record, you know whether you've had traffic tickets or whatever it is, you know all that is is gone. It, it's it whitewashes your past, and then moves you over into the private, and all your information is private now, and nobody can find you. It's kind of like when everybody was was uh you know tripping on um. Uh, Obama and his his birth certificate. Nobody could find his birth certificate. That's because he got a name change, and his BC got moved into the private along with him, and nobody could find his information because it wasn't available to the public. Right, right, exactly. And I I'll add to that also. On top of that, I don't know if people remember or not, but when I I think it was the courts 
um, asked if the Secretary of State in Hawaii would back up that birth certificate as being a legitimate birth certificate or not, or, or if they would certify it. Um, the Secretary of State for Hawaii refused to certify it. Because it wasn't theirs to certify anymore. Exactly. Well, and I, I have heard a lot of rumor and seen evidence that that was a total fake birth certificate, that, that it was bogus. And that could have been well, reason I mean, why as well. They, they, own the, they own the media and stuff. They could have put something out there just to try to get people to not think about it, you know. That's that's what I think. You know, if, they, if there was some kind of birth certificate information that did come out, it was it was just some kind of publicity thing, you know, uh, propaganda to try to get people to forget about the situation because it was bringing up stuff that's not to be brought out into the public because it's private. Well, you know, as there was, um, I, you know, I had no intention of paying any attack because I could care less about his birth certificate and who he was and what he was because technically me, me to become too. president of the United to be technically to become president of the United States, you're becoming the CEO of a corporation. And the only exactly. requirement the only requirement there is to become a CEO of a corporation is for the previous CEO to turn the seat over to you. That's the only thing yep. that has to happen. If that previous CEO refuses to step down, well, guess what? Election, whatever, none of that stuff makes any difference. The only requirement is for the previous CEO to step down and turn the reins over. So it doesn't matter where you were born or any of that crap. Yeah, U.S. Inc. is also owned by one of the cardinals of the Vatican. So, I mean... Uh, At some level, uh, I think ultimately it's owned by... Uh, the King of the Netherlands, uh, if you go to right to the very top of the whole situation, but but yeah, I, you know, I, I think this whole name thing is probably the, the biggest problem that most people have, biggest hurdle they have to get over is because, you know, they've been attached to that name, you know, since birth, and uh, they think them and the name is one and the same, you know, and uh, yeah, they, they, they call it the name game. Uh, you see all these people like Kata Gaia and stuff like that saying, oh, just run from the name, run from the name. You know, don't claim the name, da 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 And I'd say, fine, yeah, go ahead and do that, but you're going to enjoy intermittent 72-hour stints in jail or maybe longer. And the yeah, reason why they're going to hold getting, Possibly getting beat up by the cops, too. Right. But the, the reason why they're going to hold you for 72 hours is because once they get you in there, um, one way or another, they're going to print you or get DNA off you and find out what name you are listed under. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and, and no matter how much you refuse to, because you're a public slave, they're just going to, you know, just put you through the ringer. Right. You know? And, you know, I, I, I know plenty of people that have followed that line of thinking, and what then they end up with, besides the 72-hour stints in jail, is, you know, Gosh, I, I know multiple personalities, you know, on Facebook and on other websites right now that their fridges are empty. They don't have any food. They, they refuse to use a Federal Reserve note or, or they refuse to get a job because of the name situation 
which to me is just a really good freaking excuse to be lazy. But I guess there's lots of other things you could do to make money. But they've got other people that are going and furnishing them with food, paying their rent for them, and things like that. And it's like, wait a minute. You think that it's so horrible for you to get a job with that name or to use a Federal Reserve note that you would rather go hungry and possibly kick out, but it's okay for somebody else who has used that legal name with their job or that uses a Federal Reserve note. It's okay for them to put food in your fridge or it's okay for them to go and pay for your housing for you. I mean, to me, that is more than doubly worse than if you had just done this shit yourself in the first place and used the so-called name thing and uh, used the Federal Reserve note. That would have been right. much less worse in the eyes of your creator than mooching off of other people to take care of not only your necessities, but your responsibilities to the temple of your creator and to uh, your wife and children or husband and children, whatever the case may be. Right. And, and, then and ultimately, when you're doing it that way, you're still relying on the system. So you're not really you're separating not, yourself from it anyway. Right. Yeah, you're still relying on the system. You're just doing it through a second party, which means now what you're doing is called theft. It's called stealing. And I don't care if it is a donation from somebody or whatever because they feel sorry for you. No, you're stealing from them because you purposely put yourself in that position to require a handout from somebody else. You know, and, and then then the, there's a great number of people I know that don't receive the handouts or whatever to pay their rent. But, you know, what they're doing, they're sleeping on other people's couches, eating out of other people's cupboards. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Um, uh-huh. Everything has been set up correctly for people to do stuff correctly, and they haven't taken advantage of it. And the taking advantage of it is, you know, they say, well, that, okay, it, you, you hear the argument that, oh, that, that name is copyrighted. They say, look, look right on the birth certificate. It says copyrighted. Okay, I call BS on that right now because that birth certificate had the copyright mark on it before there was any information placed on it. Before any information was ever placed on that document, your mom and your dad gifted that name to you. You were the yeah. original holder. You were the holder in due course of that name. All right? Yes, they're, and they're the infringing state, on your common law copyright is what they're doing. Right. And, and the state turned around and they turned that name into a legal entity. Okay? Go and read Title I of the United States Code. They turned it into a legal entity. So now what's happened is they've been holding this name in abeyance waiting for the rightful owner to step forward and claim it, you know, uh, put on their big boy pants and claim they're, they're going to start taking care of their responsibilities, come forward and claim it and take back control over it. And until that's done, and that, that's one of several steps, but until that's done, the state's holding it, it's a ward of the state, and the state's going to be administrating it. And they'll administrate it all the way through you serving 20 years in prison, maybe, or you yeah, know, not having a driver's license for different reasons or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and you're a trustee until then. And it's also uh, uh, your civic duty to claim the name. 
Well, it, to, it, well, it, the 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 worst part is you're not only it, you're not just a trustee, you're a co-trustee because right. the state is the other half of the trusteeship over that name. So you're just a co-trustee. You only have a little portion, a little piece of that whole uh, trust agreement. Right. And and they're the ones calling the shots and making the rules and and you know until you get the name change and change your status and, and when you do that then you're no longer a trustee. Now you're not obligated to the rule regulations, statutes, etc. You're on the private. You you but you're when you do that they they'll only give it to you if you're uh Responsible. I mean, you have to be responsible once you step up to the plate and claim the name. You're, you know, you're a child in the system and, until you do that. You know, and then well, once and you do that, go ahead. I, I want to clarify something there, though, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, talking about not being subject to the code, statutes, da, da, da. Um, well, which it, technically that that's true because those are really set up uh, for the state and for state actors, and until then, you're one of the state actors as, as a ward of the state. But, like you said, you've got to be responsible. And if you just follow natural law and do no harm, then odds are pretty thin that you're going to break any code or statute. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, once once you do that, it's it's like if you're not committing fraud or committing injury, then you're not doing anything wrong. And that's the way I believe it should be. But, you know, that's that's only for people that, that are can be responsible. You know, you got to be responsible and and be responsible for your own actions and and uh take accountability for your own actions and and you know, those codes, rules and regulations are are for incompetent children. That's that's what they got most almost everybody that everybody who hasn't got a name change are in the system as incompetent children. I that used to make me mad a long time ago and then, you know, um within the last couple of years it's like I realized that most of the people are incompetent children. They're lazy, they don't want oh. they don't want to uh figure out what they're supposed to be doing. They want the government to take care of them. And, and you know, they need those codes, rules, and regulations because there would be just, it would just be crazy without it for those people who can't step up and be responsible and, and accountable for themselves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you, when you look at... Uh, Somebody says, oh, you know, our, our football team won, and they go crazy. Number one, I don't know why they call it their football team, is they have nothing to do with that football team other than feed money uh, into that system or whatever. And uh, those players on that team don't know you, and guess what? They don't want to know you, and they could care less about you. But, you know, these people, they get all excited because their team won or whatever, and, and you see these towns where hey, they're out flipping cars and burning businesses and just going crazy yeah, they're, like they're, they're a riot or something like that. Right there. Yeah, that, they're proving to everybody right there that you are an incompetent child and that you definitely should be a ward of the state and you definitely need Big Brother's freaking boot on your neck. 
Yeah, codes, rules, and regulations to regulate your dumbass. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in football and TV, it, it's all distraction. It's it's that's all it is. It's just a distraction distraction from what's really going on. They don't want they want you to just stay out in that field with your head down, munching on the grass, and don't want you to to figure out that you're 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 a sheep in the field, and and that's. That's the way it is. They keep you entertained and keep you distracted and keep you busy and keep you stressed and keep you worried. And, you know, it really is well, up to, they, up to the individual to, to step up and, and, and want to, to to do something about it and, and to take responsibility to figure it out, you know. Well, they've got to take care of the entertainment portion of your life because – they can't get people to work 120 hours a week. You know what I mean? Although some people have to. But, you know, that gosh, people at the best that they can get them to do is 40 hours a week. And so that means there's a bunch of extra time there left in the week that needs to be filled in and keep you occupied because otherwise... So you don't figure really, stuff out. Well, yeah. Otherwise, but, you might horribly just be sitting down by the water looking out at the water... And some little questions start popping in your head, and then exactly. you go home and you get on the computer or crack a book, and you start looking up answers to those questions, and you find out what's really going on, and exactly. boom, that veil gets that veil gets ripped back, and uh, you know all of a sudden the emperor has no clothes, you know. Yeah, you know? it's all illusion and delusion and and distraction. You know, they got you. Everybody operating in a fictional system and, and, you know, using that fictional entity, and and it's just delusion and delusion, and then they keep you distracted from figuring it out, keep you entertained, keep you busy working, and when you're not working, they keep you entertained, you know, keep you from... Yeah, exactly. And that's why they got fluoride in the water and your toothpaste and our food. Right. And and mercury in in the vast... Uh, vaccination shots because they they want to um, dummy down your your uh, um, nervous systems, particularly your brain, from from functioning properly, so that you don't think about this stuff. Yeah, they want to keep you as docile as possible. I mean, they use fluoride in the concentration camps to keep the people docile, and that's exactly what they're doing here. And you look at some of the crap now they're they're putting in the air. And uh, there's talk of even them having lithium in the air. I mean, they're trying to keep everybody as docile as possible, keeping them at a, a very low, low vibration. And then on the flip side, um, we've got the wonderful alphabet agencies that are going and helping bring in narcotics. So then you've got a group of people that are mentally, physically, emotionally very high strung, <laughs> to put it nicely. I mean, they're all high on coke, crack, or whatever, and they definitely stand out from the rest of everybody else and cause problems. And then those people they can use to make money off of. Yeah, and uh, to further distract anybody who's willing to get sucked into that world, you know. I mean. It's a, it's it's a, it's all a racket, and it's all fraud, and they're just hoping that 
you're just not going to uh, wake up and smell the coffee. And so they do everything they can to distract you and to keep you busy and to program you. And that's why I don't watch TV. Um, man, they they got they got the greatest programming tool ever. You know, they got the same crap being streamed into everybody's home throughout the whole nation, two, three TVs in everybody's home. And, you know, it's the first thing most people do when they when they get home from work is they go in and flip on the tube, see what's on TV, look for their favorite show, whatever, and they're just being programmed. Well, it, it is, you're missing a step. You're missing a step, though, because they get out of work and they have to get home. The first thing they do is they get in the car and they crank up the radio as loud as they can. Yeah, or they, they, take a, they took a no, look at their never. phone to see what's going on at face on Facebook, see what their friends are doing. Right, and, and the the radio is just another, you know, it's just part of the what I call the the mainstream media, mainstream media. It, all mainstream media is just it's just programming. They're just they're programming you daily, and they're programming everybody. And I remember I was having a conversation um, in a Red Lobster. And it, and it had to do with this name change stuff and and whatnot. And um, this this lady, this older lady, you know, she was sitting at a table uh, next to next to ours, and she just jumped right in the middle of our conversation. And she she I mean, she was yelling. Everybody in the whole restaurant stopped and and looked at us. You're high. You're an idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. They started going on and on and on and on. You know, and I was just like, okay, well, you're entitled to your opinion, but, you know, it was really rude of you to just hop in here. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to my friends. It's a private conversation, so if you don't mind. And she's like, no, I do mind, and, and was just making a scene. And she made such a scene. She had, she got her food, um, go boxes, like she just got her food with her and um, I don't know, whoever she was eating with, another older, older lady, and they left. And it was just like, she, you know, so programmed that the idea that anything outside of that programming might be true is just violently reacted to by a lot well, of people. Well, you know what? You know what? You face that kind of stuff all the time. I see that kind of stuff a lot. That's why, I mean, I really don't initiate conversations with people on these topics, you know, unless they bring something up. But. Yeah, right, well, I mean, I was of, having uh, a private conversation with my friends, and she just was eavesdropping. Right. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally comprehend that. But uh, what I'm saying is uh, this reminds me of the story of Plato, uh, his story of the cave. I think he got, got this originally from Socrates. But the, the story of the cave was that there was these guys that from birth, they were left chained up in a cave their whole life and they were facing the back wall of that cave. And the only thing coming in to I just, that cave I just read was, about this just like yesterday, I swear to God. Yeah. That's so funny. You the only thing so continue. The only thing coming into that cave was the sunlight. And the sunlight showed on that back wall, and they saw their image on that back wall. And anybody that walked across in front of that cave, you know, uh, soldiers would walk across, and they would see the image. A duck might walk by or an animal might walk by, and they would start 
you know, having little guessing games and make up names for what those images were. And they would imagine in their mind what they thought those images were. Just like when you read a book and you kind of picture uh, the way the story's being told, the way something looks like. And, and then one day, one of the um, guys got loose and he left the cave. And he got out there and he saw his shadow on the ground and he was in awe. And then he saw an animal go by and he saw the shadow. He's like, oh, that's what that shadow was. But he saw soldiers and he's like, oh, now he recognized what those shadows were. So he goes back into the cave to tell these other guys, hey, all those images we've been seeing, let me tell you what, what's really going on on the outside world. They got all pissed off. They got all pissed off and violent at him and, and mandated that nobody was ever allowed to leave the cave again, you know. And that is just a perfect example of what you encounter when you discuss any of these topics with people that still are living behind that veil. And they don't see things for the way they really are. Yeah, they know what they know because that's what everybody's told them. That's what everybody they know has told them. But nobody that they know has actually looked in it to see if that's the way it is. And that's what really cracks me up. Is you know that's that's why they call that's that's why the FBI and the CIA and those ABC agencies they they have a slang word for us they call us sheeple because you know it's just one sheep following the other and the herd just kind of all goes the same direction without you know presuming that the whoever's at the head knows what they're doing and they don't know any more than the rest of them they're all just presuming that the ones that told them this is how it is, that that's the way it is. They take that for, on faith, don't check into it for themselves, and then they live their whole lives that way, and the older they get, the, the more violent they react to anything that might be outside of what they know, but they don't really know. They just have presumed because of what they've been told in programs. It's just like well, when you go and, and, that, you, and you follow your taxes, you know, the 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 tax guy at the uh, the tax place, like H&R Block or whatever, they're going to tell you, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And that. He's just following his job description. And and he hasn't looked into the tax laws in, himself. He's just, he's just following along with his job description and his job training, you know. He hasn't looked into it either, but he's going to tell you that, you know, you have to do this and you have to do that. Well, he hasn't really looked into it either. Well, as an example. So anyway, you're the same, Brian? Well, that, that, that goes to the saying that, you know, it's harder to convince somebody they've been fooled than it is to fool somebody. Because nobody wants mm-hmm. to realize that they've been basically fooled and living a lie their entire life. And, I, and I'll tell you what, that you brought up FBI, but, you know... FBI agents or even any of these alphabet search agencies, the majority of them, they don't have a clue either. They're no brighter than the average Joe out there. And uh, I, I know I said they do have mandates. Uh, some of them, like the FBI, have to have a higher IQ. That, uh, but when, when it comes to really knowing what's going on, a lot of them are so clueless it's unbelievable as well. I mean, I, I was in an FBI office a couple of years ago because they were looking for somebody that that I knew how they could find them and it was through their own system and they didn't even realize how to do it. And I had to go in and tell them, 
you know, they had no clue. Within 24 hours, the situation was taken care of. But, you know, just because they're in those positions, all of those positions within uh, the empire, as they call it, are so compartmentalized because they don't want their own people to even know what's going on all the time. That's why and, they have and, departments you know, and compartmentalize everything. That, that's the same thing they do with science. They compartmentalize everything, and everybody's got their own field, so that the person in one field don't know what's going on in the other field. So it's it's hard for anybody to get out, you know, uh, a bigger picture. You know, they do that with everything because they don't want us waking up and figuring out what the hell's going on. Yeah, and, 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 and you know. The same thing, just like you were saying, with the, their departments and stuff, they don't want their people knowing what's going on either. You're, you're exactly right. Well, and those are actually the very last people that they would ever want to find out anything. Because if some of those departments really found out what was really happening, uh, they could all get together and say, you know what, uh, tomorrow morning let's go into the courthouse and do some arresting of our own. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, in all the alphabet agencies that are the federal agencies, they're they're just uh, subcontractors to U.S. Inc. They're not actually government agencies, you know. Oh yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and that's an interesting term. Also, I mean, people see the police agencies on the street and things like that, and it's you really uh, delve into what an agency is. In order to be a legitimate agency, uh, you have to be created by an act of Congress. If your department was not created by an act of Congress, you are not a legitimate agency. You're you're using a false name for yourself. And you're exactly right, because they are all just little private sub-companies themselves uh, making profits for the county and the state. Well, we haven't had a lawful Congress since... uh... U.S. Inc. took over anyway. Well, I I would say the more and more people research, because I've learned this too, and I've had my own patterns of thought and my own change of thought, my own repentance, if I can put it that way. Uh, You know, you see the word repent in Scripture. Repent, what it really comes down to is a changing of your mind. All right, and that's what the word repent really means. Well, along yes. with a changing of, of your mind comes a change of your actions, because a man is known by his actions. His mind is known by his actions. All right, if you're if you any of these people that listen to this call on other calls, whatever, do all this stuff, uh, learning anything, and your actions haven't changed then your mind hasn't changed and you haven't repented and you're probably still serving mammon whether you want to realize it or not. Yep. Very true. But And that's why I, I try and say on all these calls that, you know, this is all about learning who you really are. You know, it's learning where you're really from and where you're really at and who you really are. But once you take care of those three items right there, um, you're going to solve a lot of the issues within your life and uh, within the slavery that's been submitted on everybody all this time. 
We're actually it's funny, it it's, on everybody this whole it's, time. It's funny. It's funny you say that because um, one thing I've learned learning this name change process is that it the whole process is is set up to wake you up. It it really is. It's it's an awakening to to really get deep. Uh, you know, dive into that that uh, that issue and learn it and know it inside out, upside down. You know all the ins and outs, and be be confident to go in there and get that name change and and know what's going on. It's you, you're gonna it's it wakes you up to what's going on and and who you are and and what you are. I mean. People don't realize it, and this is another thing that that guy told me that I was just like when he first when I first heard it, I was just like, "What the hell does he mean by that? What is what does that mean?" We you're in spiritual warfare, and you've been in spiritual warfare since you were born, whether you know it or not, whether you know it or not, and that this whole name change thing, it really it really is. You're, I mean. You're going in there and you're you're claiming um how do I want to say this you're claiming your spirit well, you in know, your body in your mind you right, know. well what what you're doing what what you're doing is you're actually uh joining both legal and equitable titles together and protecting the title and pulling right. it from a position of surety ship. Uh, that that way, right. when but there right. is no more right. lien on a title, that is a protected title. Right, but you're you're going in there correcting the status. Your status too. Your status is that you're lost at sea, presumed dead. But what sea are they talking about? They're not talking about the ocean. They're talking about the holy sea, S E E. Right. That. So, yeah, to, that's something I, that's something in, I said to, quite a while ago, too. Yes, come in there and correct the status, your status in the record. You're actually coming in there and saying, well, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not lost at sea anymore. I know who and what I am and where I'm going. There's there's captain at the helm now, you know? Well, it, I was going to say, that, that's something I said quite a while ago is, you know, they talk about being uh, lost beyond the seas, okay? Uh, are being lost at sea, and that's exactly what it is. That you're you're lost beyond the beyond the S E E, you know that that other part of the, the papal empire, the Roman Empire, and what are they doing? What are they using to rule all this with? They're using the U C C, and they're telling you that the Constitution is the law of the land. Well, that's all good and fine but they are not doing any operations on the land. They haven't done any operations on the land since the Constitution was written. Everything that's being done now is being done from the sea, from the Admiralty yeah. jurisdiction and maritime law, which yeah, is that's, UCC. And you, know, and you know how they're, they're doing that. Is, it's just like uh, one of the first things we did when we, when, uh, we went down to Antarctica was set up a post office. Because the post office is how they extend the jurisdiction of the sea over the land. The post right. office yeah, is how the they set office, up the districts the post, and set up the jurisdictions 
And so the post office is like at the, the very foundation of, of all this stuff that they're doing. Right. The, the post office not. is at the heart of every government. There has to be yes. a general post. Yes, exactly. And and that's how they they build the 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 USPS is built upon the general post office. They can't they can't have a USPS without the general post office. And and that USPS is how they they extend the jurisdiction of the sea over the land. That's that's why uh the roads are are actually considered uh canals of, you know, extension of the sea over the land. Well, well, they're not just canals. They're also highways and byways of the post office. Because if you want to know who owns the roads or who claims to own the roads, uh, take a look at the only vehicles out there that don't have a license plate on them. Cop cars have license plates. Ambulances have license plates. Fire trucks have license plates. But the postal truck doesn't have a license plate. So that tells you that tells you where the real ownership is at, and that's all done through the USPS, and yeah. and uh, that's the, that's that's the foundation of every government in the world is the is the post office. Well, and they're founded out of Bern, Switzerland. Everything is being run out of a neutral territory. Everything's being run out of Switzerland, right? Um, if somebody wants to have some fun, uh, just sit down and start doing some searches on some companies like uh, the Red Cross. The Red Cross is based out of Switzerland. Uh, The Vatican Guard, the Swiss Guard, they're called the Swiss Guard. Why? Because they are based out of Switzerland. So you've got this mutual territory that is running havoc all over the land. And if people don't realize the havoc that the Red Cross is creating, you, you need to do some learning. Because that's one of the yeah, most evil foundations that, there is. That's the that's a the center of the banking world too. Switzerland. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Switzerland. That's, uh, yeah. Yep. That's that's where it is, and and they're you know hand in hand with Rome. I mean they're they're. Uh, I mean we heard we heard stories years ago about people hiding their money, and oh where were they hiding? Oh they're hiding their money in Swiss bank accounts. Oh, gee, isn't that interesting? Yep. You want to hear something funny? This just popped in my head. Um, yeah. Here a few years ago, when I was looking into the whole name issue and uh, the registration of it, whether to do it, whether not to do it, what would be a good way of doing it, and stuff like that, I was looking around on a few different sites, and uh, I was looking up stuff with trade names and things like that. Well, the day after I did that, um, the next morning, I saw that I had a message on my phone. It's like somebody called me at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, who in the world is calling me at 4 o'clock in the morning? You know what I mean? And I, I go and I look and I listen to the message, and it is a guy out of some department of whatever in Switzerland that said, hey, um, are you interested in, uh, you know, opening a uh, business name? You know, contact me. <laughs> wow. I was like, that is crazy stuff right there. That is pretty crazy. But 
but I haven't I haven't gone through the probate thing yet. I, I may do it. I've got paperwork for it for uh, the name correction. Um, I don't like calling it a change. It's not a change in name. It's a, it's a change of assignment. It's a correction to the name. That that reminds it's me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when um that that guy first told me to do that, he's like, you need to get your name get the name changed done through probate court, you know. And um, right. So when I was trying to figure that out, you know, it's in uh, in Washington, in uh, Pierce County, Washington, my birth uh, county. It's it's done through district court. It doesn't say anything about probate. And all I could find in their uh, in their um, county uh, rules and regulations was that Superior Court was probate court. But then, you know, after looking, I looked up some uh, legal definitions and that um, satisfied my, um, you know, because I was hesitant about about doing the name change through through district court because it quote unquote wasn't probate court, but it is. So, like, anybody who's listening to this and decides, you know, that they want to do this, whatever they have set up for a name change in your birth county, it doesn't have to say probate court. When you go in with your authenticated birth certificates and and do this the way Brian's talking about it and the way Legal Deception talks about it, it's it's going to be probate court, and you don't it, you know if it if in the requirements it says anything about having to uh, um, put put an ad in the paper for three days that you're getting the name you're getting a name change you have to put an ad in the paper in the local paper that's that's has to do with probate that is probate court so I just wanted to put that out well, there because I was I was a little confused myself when I was. The guy he told me, you know, to get it done through probate court, and as far as I could tell, in my birth county, superior court was probate court. But it's, you know, they're administering your estate anytime you go to court. Anytime you go to court, they're right. administering your estate, and so, you know, they can let me add, which let, me, let me add to that. Let me add to that. Anytime that you are going to court for anything. Now, it doesn't matter if it says to do it through the district court, superior, whatever it says to do, and it, whether it says probate or not. Anytime you, that you go to court, um, answer this question for me, brother. What do the courts look at you as? They look at you as the agent um, animating that deceased estate. So it's well, really the, they're administering the, they're administering the state, and it's really every time you go to court, uh, it is probate so court. It, 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 yeah, right. It's a one word answer. It's ward. They look at you as a ward, right? Right. So any court is probate court essentially. They are yeah, doing it's, nothing it's, but it's, probating probating estates. You just said the same thing I said, just in a different way. Right, but yeah. yeah, it would agree with you one hundred percent. Any time you go to court, it is probate court because they're administering the state, and you can only administer a state. A state, a states can only be dealt with in probate. Period. Yep, exactly. 
It's, well, it's all um, it's all about I gotta, trust law. Yeah, well, it's all it's all trust law and contract law, which are woven together. Yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's 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 contract law in the form of a trust. But I got to jump off from here, so I can go jump over to uh, the webinar with uh, Robert. So that's it's funny. Nice. That it's going to be a short. I, I got I got busy talking, and I just signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. So tonight's kind of a short call, and uh, this is kind of an unusual call, out of the norm, just uh, chit chat back and forth. But that's always good. And um, well, it was a good. It was uh, a good call. Yeah, I'm going to end the call, and when I leave here, I don't know if people can still sit back and chit-chat with each other or whatever. Uh, welcome to if it still stays open for that. But I've got to jump over to uh, the Robert with webinar or the webinar with Robert, and uh, because uh, the, this guy is really showing some good stuff, and uh, I just enjoy listening to him because he is so on point with everything, and I. I, I love lending him my support and uh i'm sure we'll have him back on our group call again at some point um but until then like i tell everybody learn where you're really from where you're really at and who you really are because you've been lied to about all those things when you figure out those things you'll have a lot more advantage than the average man or woman on the land um i was going to say earlier too you know, when when I first started wondering about things and saying, you know, something's not right here. How is stuff all set up? And I, I was thinking about the wealth of different governments and nations. They're saying, oh, one government's worth X amount and this other government's worth it. And it's talking about the wealthiest nations. I think, wait a minute, where do they get their wealth from? What does a government own? Are they talking about the size of the landmass? Are they talking about the population? I mean, you know, what is it that they really own? And it, a thought popped in my head, well, who owns me? Do I own myself? A lot of people like to say they own themselves. They want to claim they own themselves. But I learned the most amount of things by just asking to search me questions and see what came back. Uh, and I'll go to various ones, whether it's Go or Google or whatever, and a web browser. And I would just ask questions and see what came back. And one of the questions that I put in in the beginning is, who owns me? Question mark. And wow, did a wealth of information come forward just from that one question. And that one question led to umpteen more questions. But anyway, I'm going to end the call here, guys. And until next Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, I hope everybody has a blessed week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.